Hello, and a warm welcome to the Soul Purpose Business Bliss podcast. From me, Dina Murray, your host, and mindset and business coach for coaches and experts like you. Supporting you to create a six-figure coaching business in harmony with your soul energy. Now remember to get your free high-ticket coaching business guide at bit.ly forward slash HTB guide. HTB standing for high-ticket business. And if you watch this on YouTube, then please share and subscribe and click the little thingy as well as watching this on any other channel please subscribe and share as well as um, listening to this podcast please subscribe and share i would really appreciate that and very importantly leave comments love just to read your comments and now let's dive in today my special guest is pete moore And I am super excited for all of us to benefit from the vast human experience that Pete has. Pete is a business uh, made simple certified coach. And um, that's something as business owners, we all are striving for, right? Mm -hmm. And also, um, Pete has footwear stores in Ontario, Canada. So he speaks from a perspective of an of an online service-based business, like a coach, as well as having a brick and mortar business, which I think is really awesome. So so let's dive in. Um, Welcome to the Soul Purpose Business Bliss uh, podcast, Pete. Thanks so much for having me, Dina. It's wonderful to be here today with you. Awesome. So so Pete, you are from Ontario, Canada? I am. I'm... uh have been here all my life. I mean, I I don't live where I grew up. I grew up in the Ottawa area, which is the capital of Canada. And now I live about an hour or so outside of Toronto, which I know most people in the world know the Toronto area, or at least uh, have heard of it. So I'm about an hour outside of Toronto and uh, have always been uh, living and working and in business in Canada. So it's a proud, proud Canadian. Oh, awesome. And you had a Thanksgiving recently? We just did. As we're recording this, this is uh, today is Thanksgiving Monday, oh, okay. so it's our it's our holiday sort of thing. But we had our Thanksgiving with my family on on uh, Saturday night because that's when everybody could actually gather and get together. So enjoyed a wonderful meal uh, around the table and uh, just had a had a wonderful time. So uh, Thanksgiving such a great time of year here in Canada too. All the leaves are changing. It's just uh, it's a vibrant time of year and the weather really cooperated for us too to be outside and enjoy the day oh that's awesome i love autumn you speak Mm -hmm. of the fall we speak of autumn and um of course we have spring at the moment so it's all blossoming and the air you know the smells in the air is just beautiful so so give us a little background about your journey and you know how you discovered your purpose your soul purpose sure sure well i mean um Ultimately, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life. Uh, you know, you hear about the 
people that kind of started doing stuff and pushing the lawnmower around. And that was me. Uh, I did, I did all the small stuff that after school, you know, helping people out, making a few dollars here, shoveling snow in the winter, cutting grass and all that sort of thing. I had a few little small businesses through high school and university. And then uh, I went to university and I took a business degree. And after that, I worked for about six months for my uh, my dad's best friend at the time. And, you know, great business, really liked what we were doing and liked his business as well. But during that time, I determined really that working for myself was going to be my life path. And, and you know, I just wanted to make my own way. And so uh, at that time, 1994, I was 23. I bought my first business. I bought a franchise and we did refinishing. We, we did all sorts of bathroom renovations and things like that. Refinishing bathtubs, bathtub liners, um, kitchen refacing, a lot of that sort of stuff. And I had that business until I sold it in 2009. It's still doing well and, and continues to do well now. So, uh, but during also during that time, I bought another business, which was a cleaning franchise. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, it was really struggling. It only had 30 clients and we grew that to over 300. Wow. And uh, during that, so I always have had kind of two businesses on the go most of my career. And then I decided to go back, take my MBA in later life. So uh, 2007, I started uh, that process. And I thought maybe I would go into big business for a few years and then take that learning back into a different business. But as I graduated my MBA and I had set it up so that I, I was, my goal was as I was entering the MBA to have sold both of those businesses by the time I finished it in 2009, which I did. And then, um, 2009, there was the crash. So oh. there wasn't a whole lot of work for uh, MBAs. And even with my sort of uh, entrepreneurial experience and stuff like that, I went to work and, be, you know, I, one of my major projects in the MBA was with Sunbelt Business Brokers and the owner of Sunbelt Business Brokers in Canada, Greg Kells. And for him, I had done a whole bunch of work and he said, you know, Peter would love to have you up as part of the team here. And I went to work for Sunbelt Business Brokers, became a realtor and helped people buy and sell businesses for a while. During okay. that time, I found the, the shoe store that you had mentioned, Shootopia yes. here, and I I actually pitched it to, so I was living in Ottawa at the time and I pitched it to another gentleman and he said, there's no way I can get my family to move five and a half hours away to some little town in Southwestern Ontario. <laughs> so he goes, I'm a city guy. So yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's no problem. Well, we actually, although my businesses were always in Ottawa, we lived in a small town and I commuted into Ottawa mm -hmm. uh, every day. We are small town people and the business was a really good one. And, you know, so we actually made the move my wife and I and family at down to Fergus, Ontario, where that business was. I live in a small town right beside it called Alora. But uh, and then we bought Shootopia. We then took over another store and rebranded it. And then we opened a third store as well. And since then, we moved the second one. And that was well, let's just call it a learning experience. It was, okay. it was actually a disaster. The move was a disaster and we had to close that store. But those kind of things are part of the journey of entrepreneurialism mm. and part, you know, you win some and you lose some, and there are risks involved in being an entrepreneur and, you know, all of these different things along the way, you know, I look at all of those things because I've, you know, we've had some 
awesome times and some really good experiences, but we've had some bad ones too. And that's part of that journey that you were talking about. You know, what's the journey? Well, you know, one of the businesses that I sold um, a long time ago, now that business, uh, I only got actually got paid 80% of what the deal was because the person that bought it reneged on the last 20%. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's an interesting thing as you're setting up these different things. And I mean, could I have taken them to court and sued them for it and all this other stuff? Yes, I could have, but it would have been a long drawn out battle and probably and would have cost me out. as much as I would have got back. And, mm. you know, you know, c- certain things, those are just the learnings along the way. And I and, think that's all part of it. And I think what's what really is my next question is, you know, you also mentioned about decision making. Oh, yeah. You know, and for entrepreneurs, I mean, just just hearing you saying now, you know, telling your story, I can just, you know, just pick up all the different huge decisions you had to make. And it is a lonely place for an entrepreneur. Yeah. So in your experience, you know, is is there like a um, like a, a, a few questions kind of thing that you can that one can use to set up sort of, you know, as criteria to make a decision, because I also know the thing that people, uh, entrepreneurs do or the coaches do is we start to second guess ourselves, you know, we mm-hmm. make a decision and then we wonder, you know, is this a real thing? So yeah. what in your experience is like a process for, for really um, solid decision making? I, in my coaching business with simplifying entrepreneurship, I have several different tools and frameworks around decision-making because as entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We make decisions, right? And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are used to being told what to do. Well, when you run your own business, you have to make that call. You have to be able to and ready and willing and have the confidence and clarity to do that. And I know you like to talk about clarity too in, in, in some of the work that yeah, you do. And my, I've got, I've got a line that I use in my, um, in my Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast every time. And it's, uh, clarity creates confidence and yes. confidence ignites momentum. Absolutely. So that's a line that I use a lot. Clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And I have another whole model called the wheel of momentum, which really rolls around that. But when yes. we take it back to decision-making, mm-hmm. I have a one-page tool and I'm, I, I, we didn't talk about this before, but I'm happy to share it with your guests, anybody who's listening uh, as well. We can set that up afterwards if you would like. Awesome. And it's called, it's called the one page prop. And okay. from that perspective, uh, what it does is it al- lets you align everything on one page. I love um, sort of one page tools and I find them really a lot of what I do is working around these different frameworks and molds and different things that allow us to make decisions easier and gain that clarity in a little easier way. And from that perspective, it starts with on the upper sort of left-hand corner, um, it starts with what is your purpose? So from that perspective, it's really around the idea of what are you trying to to gain from this decision that you're going to make, mm, right? Mm. How are you going to like, what's, what's the goal of that? What's the your intention? Or the intention? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the next one, the R mm. is what's the result. Okay. What are we, you know, what's the desired income? So you have your purpose, your intention and objective, and what's the result you're trying to mm. deliver 
with the decision that you're going to make. And whether, then that's, the, whether that's income or a relationship anything. or a decision, doesn't matter. What is that result that you look What's at? the result? And then the O is what are the obstacles that you're going to face? the fears, the barriers, the obstacles that you're going to have to overcome in order to drive the purpose and achieve the result. And then the last P of the prop is the plan. What's the system and method that you're going to do after you've thought all of this out, the purpose, the result, the obstacles that you overcome. Now, what's your plan in order to achieve it? And then I have another little sideline in there too, which is who, and that is Who's going to help you get there? Yeah, and that's beautiful. And who can be an automation? It could be a tool. It could be a person. It could, you know, I use the word who, but really when you think of it, there are so many different pieces of the puzzle that mm. can help you get through your plan so that you can overcome the obstacles, achieve the result and bring home the purpose. That's really cool. And what I also, of course, about the the obstacles um something that i think that it's like the human condition <laughs> is our assumptions we make so many assumptions and for sure i suppose when someone when we unpack the obstacles something else and, and, and sort of a next level there is to just look at this and see what are assumptions here that mm -hmm. i'm making instead of what is really true what is really an obstacle or what is an excuse or what is an you know an assumption that may mm -hmm. be false, um, you know, in that thing. And I think that'll give us, give someone such a lot of clarity on, uh, I love that. It's, it's uh, really, I think I would even take you on for, yeah. the, for the audience to get that. That's great. I mean, it's all part of, like I said, what we do every day when we talk about being an entrepreneur, making good decisions, making better mm -hmm. decisions, and then even better decisions and having frameworks and systems. Well, that's pretty much what I do every day is set, set people up with all of those kind of things. And, you know, that's, that's this idea of turning your worries and wants into wins or turning your frustrations and overwhelm into freedom. Mm. And from that perspective, you know, we talk a little bit, or I talk a little bit about the four P's and driving that home is, is another model. And from that perspective of turning all those frustrations and first of all, really understanding what those frustrations are, getting them down, understanding them fully, and then turning them into freedoms because that's as entrepreneurs, we get into business because we want to create the freedoms and the lifestyle that we want. Right. And, of and course what that happens, helps. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah, what happens that. is that you get mired down in the frustrations and overwhelm of doing all your day-to-day -day business mm -hmm. that sometimes you lose focus on those things. Mm -hmm. You know, you get so stuck you, in the problems and oh, yeah. you know, instead of instead of starting to focus on what is the solution, what for am sure. I going for? And and versus what am I moving away from? What am I stuck in? Um, just share with us, you know, these four P's. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, how that um, applies to a really small business. What are the four Ps and how would they apply? Yeah, so they apply to whether the business is just you or whether it's a huge business. It doesn't matter. They're they're sort of, they cross the frameworks of all sizes of business, and it starts with having the right product. And I mean, 
I could use the word service, but it doesn't start with a P. So it's either product or service, right? So what it, do you have the right product and are people willing to pay for it and buy it? A lot of people think about it and all this other stuff and they're, they're you know, dreaming about what it all is. But if somebody hasn't, isn't ready to scribe a check for you and to pay the dollars that you are asking for, then you don't have the product that's in demand and you won't have the cash flow. And when yes. you don't have the cash flow, you don't have a business. Mm. No, that is absolutely true. So the product is also, of course, a coaching program is, is, is that thing. And, you know, that is, um, that is my passion as well. As you mm -hmm. love systems and, and creation and frameworks and things, that's exactly what I do as well yeah. uh, in my business to create that for my clients. For sure. And um, what is really awesome here is that, of course, that, as you say, that product or service or program must be mm -hmm. for a, for the right audience. For sure. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to work. And isn't it amazing? I, I see that a lot of times that, um, especially coaches, they create like a program or something uh, that they think their clients want. That's the problem. <laughs> and, um, and of course, they, nobody wants it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, about, you know, finding, you know, the, the product that, um, that, that fit. If I can talk. Well, I mean, ultimately I like to put things in, in sort of in, in this product bucket of the first P of the four. Um, basically I like to just keep testing, testing and trying, testing and trying, testing and trying, seeing where things are going to land. And what people get mired down in is this idea that that it has to be another P perfect. Well, it doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. It doesn't exactly. have to be perfect. You just need to get it out there into the public and that way you can see it and then you can hone it and massage it and maneuver it along the way. But until you put something live so that you can test whether or not it's actually a value to your customer, because again, you have to create the value. If they don't see the value, they won't pay for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about, well, you need, you need a bunch of, we need to make our money and all this other stuff. But if somebody isn't going to pay for it, well, you could be, you could spend two years developing the, what you consider the perfect program that nobody's going to pay. Yeah. Well, I did that. Exactly that. <laughs> One of my big lessons you know, yeah. as, uh, when I started out, um, created this huge system, mm -hmm. a huge platform for, uh, for the personal development. Right. Um, and, you know, just coming from IT, of course, designing huge systems and things that I thought I knew exactly this is, I saw this whole thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Had it developed and, um, and then nobody bought it. And then somebody at one stage asked me, so who is the target market? And I said, what? Anybody who wants to do self-development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. my word. That is this classic mistake that we make. Uh, A lot of people do. And, and, you Still. know, but that's. The, the big learning there with the product portion or service program um, from that perspective is that you just need to get it out in the public. You need to get it out and, and, and have it live a little bit and get the feedback and then perfect, if you want to use the word perfect, after you see if there's any viability within it. The next step after product is process. Okay. And you need to have the right processes in place that are going to make sense for the product to be developed 
and put into play mm. so that everything in your business is running smoothly. And there's so many, so many processes, whether you're one person or whether you're many, uh, it just depends on the complexity of the processes and that sort of thing. But digging into the right processes and systems, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, one of my coaches along the way, his name is Joel Weldon. And Joel introduced me to um, an, an acronym called system. And that saves you stress, time, energy, and money. Oh, yeah. So when you awesome. look at processes or systems, you're looking at things that save you stress, time, energy, and money. And, and not only you, but your clients as well. Clients as well. Yeah. Right. So yeah. all of those processes around there. And a lot of the times we have processes in place that, that aren't even adding any value anywhere. They're right. just there because they've always been there. And it's like, we need to look at those too, those legacy ones. And sometimes just need to scrap them and get rid of them because they just don't make sense anymore. They aren't viable. They're not doing, they're not adding any benefit. So a lot of those kind of things, I mean, there's, there's just, we could spend an hour, we could spend two days talking about different yeah. processes, yeah. but that's, it needs to be looked at in depth. And then people is the third P mm -hmm. and people is also the biggest one, in my opinion, is okay. having the right people in place. And I, and I say there's three different levels of people. Mm -hmm. uh, one is your team. So if you do have a team, are they the right people for your team? Okay. Mm -hmm. Two is your clients, and are they the right and ideal client? Wow. And three is those other people that are what I consider suppliers, suppliers mm. to you in whatever you deliver. Mm. And are they the right people? Are they the right matches to yeah. help you deliver your promise to your client? Mm. And those are the three areas that tend to cause frustration, that mm. tend to cause issues, that tend to stop growth, mm. that, you know, all of these things around people, whether it's the wrong client, the wrong person helping you on your team or the wrong supplier, or whether it's the right can be game changing mm. in the growth of your business and in the personal satisfaction of what you do mm. every day. And of course, again, what comes into play here is clarity of actually mm -hmm. sitting down and writing down the criteria. What do you want in somebody working with you on your team? How do you want, uh, what do you want in a supplier? What do you want in your clients? Uh, so often, you know, we just go blindly into hiring because someone else said that person is good or whatever. And we really burn our fingers that way. Yeah. And so... Again, setting up frameworks, setting up these one-page sheets mm -hmm. that we're talking about, setting up exactly what you need out of all of these things and working on your business instead of in your business to do this sort of stuff so that when you do have to come back and work in your business, it's there for you with ultimate clarity. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the, you know, these frameworks really help ensure that your business is going to move along in the right direction. The last of the P's mm -hmm. is profit. And okay. some people say start with profit, but if you don't have your product and you don't have your process and you don't have the right people, you can't get to profit. So, <laughs> you know, but profit's the one thing that helps you along the way deliver back your time. And from that side of things, it's an interesting thing because most entrepreneurs, uh, like I said, you, you kind of go into business as you start a business, you're like, oh, I'm going to 
have the nice car, have the nice home, you know, going to live my life and take my trips and all that stuff. And, and then you kind of get at it and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm working more than I ever have. I'm yeah. 70 hours a week. I'm, I'm mired down in the frustration and I'm not making as much money as I can, as I want to. When you start with this stuff, the first three P's and really narrow that down and start enjoying a bit of the profit, then you can use some of that profit to buy back some of your time. Mm. Because mm. with time, you can't buy more time. Yeah but you're going to use every bit of time that's there. So that's the other thing. There's productivity around using your time. Yeah. yeah. A lot of peas today. But, you know, getting back to the profit side of things, what you can't buy more time, but what you can do is you can buy other people's time. Mm, mm. So that's when you're starting to look for professional people, again, coming back down to the people and you're elevating and delegating yourself out of some of the positions that you don't want to do anymore or that you can find people who are actually better at doing it than you exactly and releasing exactly. it to them yeah yeah absolutely and for Pete, tell me how do you see mindset in in you know in entrepreneurship and running a business and making it grow and uh, everything that's a big one <laughs> We could, we could be here all day, <laughs> but I, I mean, mindset's so important. Um, here we, t we started talking off about Thanksgiving and, you know, um, I'm very thankful for being an entrepreneur. I'm thankful for the life that it's given me. I'm thankful for the people that have helped me get to where I am, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the relationships that I have. And I look at a bunch of other things around mindset. Um, I've crafted and created what I call the one page planner. And it's a, it's a planner that outlines sort of your life, your year, your quarters, your weeks, your days, and, and kind of allows you to recapture this sort of thing around mindset every day. And make sure that when you have these things aligned that we're talking about, you know the life that you want to live, you understand what it is, you've written it down, you've envisioned it, and then you're using essentially your business that you're crafting to help get you there. Yes. And that's, to me, why I love doing what I do with simplifying entrepreneurship is that I can help entrepreneurs get them to the life that they want to live because that's why we got in business. We got in business to create a better life. Absolutely. And from that perspective, that's the mindset that I, when I'm working with my clients, that's, that's the mindset that's always there. It's like, listen, we, we need to do what we need to do in order to create the life that we want to live. And that involves a certain amount of mindset around positivity, um, you know, the, these things that we even talked about a little bit earlier about maybe lowering the level of perfection in order to get things out there. I mean, there's lots of different mindsets that yeah. you can come at. And yeah. it, but to me, it's all around the, the buckets of life around health, wealth, mm -hmm. relationships, um, your mission, your purpose, your goals, your growth, and what you'd like to do with your time. And yeah. I kind of go back to this idea of time because a lot of, even the most successful entrepreneurs for the most part, wish they had more time. time. Yes. And so my goal is always to give you back time. 
And that's because uh, that's one of the most precious things that we have in life so that we can enjoy some of those things, more better relationships, better health, you know, all those things is it, it all rolls around the time and how we spend it. Yes. And I think also what's important is, you know, to have the time to enjoy well, you know, the money that you make, the, sure. it, it's, it's no use um, to, to make a huge income and you work like seven days a week because then, it, then, you know, it sort of owns you instead of you owning your business, it owns you. And I think that's a great distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's one of the things with entrepreneurs, right? Is that we, you know, as owners of the business, our, our lives and our businesses are tied together. Yes, they're and tied it's together. how do we uncouple them at times? And how do we actually make them better when they are coupled together, both for our business and for our lives? And that's, yeah. I'm sure you work with the same sort of thing all the time. Uh, but that's essentially, you know, part of entrepreneurialism is that understanding of how that works together. Absolutely. And to, um, to give you, to not only building, build a business, but to, to build a life. For sure. You know, uh, to have a life too. And I think that is the, um, I work a lot with mindset as well. That's part, that's sort of, I believe mindset is 90% of your success and believing in yourself uh, because we have so many fears um, that are driving us so many conditioning. And I think it might be more of a factor for, um, for the female entrepreneur than maybe for the male entrepreneur. Uh, I just think that uh, men are maybe more like, you know, the masculine energy. They just go and do this. And um, the feminine energy is much more, you know, am I good enough kind of thing, you know? Um, so it's to find that balance, to find that balance between um, creating, but then also go and take action. So we can, we can chat another day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, like I said, uh, we, we can spend um, a week talking about mindset. And um, so I want to thank you for your time. It has been really awesome. And uh, tell us just, you know, where can people get hold of you? And um, where do they find you? Yeah, so pretty easily. Um, you can you can just Google Simplifying Entrepreneurship, which is the name of my business, and you'll find my website, you'll find my podcast and more about me. Uh, and then also you can hook up with me on LinkedIn or Instagram at Pete, P-E-T-E, more M-O-H-R. And from that perspective, always happy to chat with anybody uh, on my on my website. There's also an assessment that you can take, which kind of goes through um, where you're at with your business and where you want to be with your business. Mm. It takes about 15 minutes, but it's a great little assessment. And it will, again, kind of get you in that framework about thinking about your thinking and thinking about what you want to do and what you want to pursue and also what you're really good at currently. So it kind of gives you the bit of the both. It's like, all right, here's what I'm really good at. And here's maybe what I need to work on for the next year, because entrepreneurship, as we started with, is a true journey. And from that perspective, it's never ending. It just continues to go as long as you're in business. And that's the beauty of it, I think. Yeah, Yeah. isn't it? It's never Mm -hmm. stagnant. And uh, that's what I I love love about being in Mm -hmm. business is that it's always something new. There's always the next level. There's always um, something to strive for. There's always that that next level. Pete, thank you. And I'm sure that everybody has enjoyed this amazing interview. 
um, with you. Thank you so much for all your gems of your your wisdom uh, that you it shared has been with a pleasure. us. And um, please leave us your comments uh, below the video or below the podcast. I will have the links uh, of that one prop thing in the description that you tell us about. And um, bye for now. Make it a great day. <laughs>